Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for coming back. This is Chad, of course. Uh, Sai, not with us again this week, but we have the great, fantastic guest. You remember him from doing an episode earlier <clears throat> that uh, was not usable. And uh, he actually had an ad that was interrupted. Sai bought some ad space in between his ad, in the middle of his ad, I should say, uh, on the very merry middle of somewhere live podcast. Uh, Mike Cronin will be joining us today. I uh, can't wait for that. <clears throat> also wanted to say that I'm doing a show February 4th in Fargo, North Dakota. Here's the deal. First show sold out. Handful of tickets left for the late show. Um, North Dakota has relaxed some of their social distancing policies. However, the venue I'm at uh, will not be doing that. So uh, the tickets are, everything is spaced appropriately. Everything has been weighed and measured. And uh, so that, that show is still going to happen. Those two shows are still going to happen. It's February 4th at the Sanctuary Event Center. Very fun old church that they turned into a rock venue. And then um, <clears throat> I went to Corpus Christi this week. Drove down to Corpus Christi. And I got to tell you something. In Corpus Christi, I walked into a gro uh, grocery store and every single person was wearing their mask. Every single person was wearing their mask. I don't think I've ever seen that. And, and up over their nose because everyone down there was told your nose is connected to your lungs. It's the craziest thing in the world. Uh, then I drove home. And I wasn't doing shows. I just needed to drive on roads that didn't have ice. So I, I wanted to be able to set my cruise control. So I went down there and uh, lovely place, very lovely place. And <clears throat> on the way back, I drove through clearly Oklahoma, uh, Kansas, Nebraska, Iowa, Iowa, South Dakota, and uh, not as many masks. <clears throat> now, before you turn this off, I want to tell you something. You know, because people are like, hey, don't don't make it political. I'm not. Masks are not political. They just aren't. Somehow they were made to be. But this isn't like Republicans versus Democrats shirts and skins. Right. This is like is this everybody. And so I am I'm done worrying about, you know, I will always say, please wear your mask. I will always do that. But I'm done like yelling at people. I'm done with that. I just want to add, if you call yourself a patriot, right, in the true definition of patriotism, and you don't wear your mask, you're full of shit. You just are. You're a, you're a lying dickhole. Because you can't say, I love this country. Because that's what patriotism is. It's love of country, but also exploring what can I do to make my country the best it can be. And I would say, Something as simple as wearing a mask, you know, covering your face to slow a pandemic, to make sure that things don't close again so your fellow Americans can have a job and make a living and stay alive. I think that's very patriotic. But I think when you come in with your gun slinging, I'm tough, I'm this, I'm that. I don't think so, you know. I just think, here's an example of of why I think that it masks have been turned political. And I know you guys don't want to hear this shit, but I don't care because I fucking drove 22 hours each way and saw a lot of shit. My daughter is in figure skating. 
right? And there's a figure skating organization that she's involved in. And there are people high up in that organization that are anti-maskers. Why? Well, because they've made it political, right? One of them is a nurse, right? Her husband owns a company that makes circuit boards. All of those things are based, they're rooted in science. Without science, nursing doesn't exist. Making, making those circuit boards doesn't exist without science. But now you're, now you're going to turn your, your eyes away from science just because, just because Jeff Probst, right, host of reality show Survivor, tells you he doesn't think it's right? I mean, come on. Use your brains a little bit. There's a farmer, right? that is also high up on the board at skating. And she's like, oh, this is bullshit. Farming is fucking based in science. How do you not believe in science? Crop rotation. A scientist came up with that shit. And now we just don't believe in it. Fucking horseshit. My point is this, and I, and I know uh, you want Cy back because he reins me in when it comes to this stuff. You don't want to wear a mask, don't wear one. No one can make you, you're right. Because it's, it's your right as an American to not wear one. But you're a selfish cocksucker if you don't. And don't you dare call yourself a patriot. Because look up patriotism, read the definition, it's not what you're doing. Hey guys, enjoy the show. everybody this is chad daniels and you have landed in the middle of somewhere thanks for coming back i always appreciate you showing up uh, i know in the intro i said mike cronin was the guest today his stories once again fell flat kind of a bummer so uh, i went with someone i knew would have hilarious stories i just worked with him in cleveland ohio he has been a friend of mine for many many years he has uh, the high score on Papa Shot of 203. He has a high score of 203, which is impressive. I will tell you, this is not the arcade Papa Shot where I'm tougher to beat. I know he put this in his credits because he just beat me when I was at his place. He has a Papa Shot in his bedroom. That would make masturbation easier in my eyes. He also got a golden doodle before I did. So he's really sticking it to me in this intro. He is on the Alan Cox Show in Cleveland. He has the Bill Squire show and many, many albums. Ladies and gentlemen, the very hilarious and always fun to hang out with, Bill Squire. Hey, thanks for having me, Chad. Uh, I've been a big fan of the podcast from the start, uh, and I've listened to every episode. I do not have a breakdown like Kellen had relating the show to a movie like he did with Bodyguard. That was... Yeah, that when, when, he, when he did that, I was thinking... Um, he might be the one that Selena's me. Yeah. He might Selena both Sinai at the same time. Now I was just in Texas. Selena's everywhere, everywhere. She's not because there's a new movie coming out. There's a new show. There's, uh, there's p just pictures of her every billboards. What an amazing, I didn't, I didn't realize, I guess how popular I knew she was very popular, popular enough for to have a fan club and a president of the pan, fan club and president of the fan club to do something horrific. But I didn't real. I mean, this this is like mega world superstar. 
the well she was also so groundbreaking and then also there's a whole nother generation that is finding her through that netflix series and and sure movie that it's really romanticizing her career and uh i think that's really big right now because like i know my uh my one daughter especially is so into anybody that's dead like she loves kurt cobain uh her favorite artist like there's a like her more closer to her age is little peep or little one of those uh soundcloud rappers and he's dead so she loves him and mac miller anybody that's dead is her favorite and i was just i I, you know there's and there's a whole ton of people that are just like that will you tell your daughter to look for me in the next five years (laughs) to look look for my stuff because i might be out of here i my diet i can't wait till i then she'll finally be like oh he was a great guy yeah it always takes that it it always takes uh, like a parent uh dying for the kids to go yep yeah he was i can't wait my kids don't say nice things about me very often and that's fine i understand that's the relationship and you're not supposed to be like oh dad gee golly you're the best but i would love to i kind of want to have one of those living wakes just to hear what they'd say even though i don't think they'd actually do what they would do if I was dead. I think a living way could be very fun. I think it's the way to do it. If you're going to go in that direction, if you, cause uh, you know, I don't know what's going to happen afterwards. I would like to be there. I have enough of an ego that I need to see how many people are going to show up. Who's gonna show <laughs> exactly. Up, what they're right. going to bring, how they're going to uh, celebrate me. <laughs> and if they get to continue being my friend after all that, that's the scariest part about death for me is not getting to see what happens at my funeral. Right. <laughs> like, did, did they have to bring in extra chairs? Did they have to remove some chairs to not make it look so empty? I have no clue what's going to happen, but uh, I would love to see. I was it. talking with my girlfriend about what I want for my funeral. And uh, I said, absolutely not in a church because I have a checkered past with uh, religion and no one can say they'll see me again. Whether you believe it or not, you just can't say it. Like, you're not allowed to say, like, I know in the next life. No, you don't. So you don't get to say it. And if you do, you get ejected from the funeral. That would be great about the living wake is that they could do a trial run and you're in the back just going, nope. Yeah. Take it off. Take it off the speech. Just X factor. You're basically editing everybody's speech. (laughs) No, that was no good. You, uh, You don't make the cut. Oh. Well, listen, I know that you've listened to the show before, and I know uh, I'm, I, you sent me your list of stories. I'm excited to get into them. I keep telling the listeners that I'm going to stop doing this, and I, f- I fear that I have become the boyfriend or girlfriend that keeps saying, no, come back, I won't hit you this time. And I'm, I'm going to do it again because uh, I just love it too much. It's fun for me. And I'm going to do it anyways. <clears throat> so uh, we're going to get into Bill Squire stories. But first, hey, everybody, thanks for joining us on the uh, Monday Fun Day. It's Moose in the Morning. That was uh, Dexy's Midnight Runners with Come On Eileen. Hey, if you're going to do that, please get consent, folks. We got Bill Squire in the hot seat. Bill, uh, you got a dog. Hey, is your dog ever eaten a tampon? Uh, as a matter of fact, she has. And uh, my condolences on the loss of your partner, the knuckle. Uh... 
Oh my God, what a great name for a morning show. All right. Hey everybody, it's Moose and the Knuckle. And now I'm going to inception you here. Uh, Jim Twos, you know him. He's a he's a very funny comedian. Very funny when comedian. He... Hey, did that just as one sec. Jim Twos, if you've seen Dad Chaniels, which is on Amazon, if you haven't, check it out. Uh, he did the animation for the IHOP scene. Anyways. Yes, yes, and it's fantastic. He's a he's a great comedian and artist and and animator. Uh, but he he used to do like this is like when podcasts were in their infancy. Him and another comedian did a pretend morning show called moose in the knuckle and i've been thinking about that and now i think you'll finally stop because somebody already did this before you damn it that's the <laughs> that is absolutely the way to get me to stop doing something it's like oh i've heard that before uh so people are gonna be pissed at me that love the moose in the morning but uh uh holy I think we shit keep going moose with it. and the knuckle that's really really funny yeah and that's like 2004 it was it was silly and nobody listened to it except for me. And it was fantastic. Uh, but oh, yeah, wow. yeah, my dog, uh, she's a year old now. And the other day, she, she's been getting to the garbage a lot. And I was wondering why. And uh, I took her out for one of her morning constitutions. And that means shit. If for the listeners, yes, that means shit. She's taking a big dog shit. And when, she, you know, I go to pick it up because, listen, if you're a person that has a dog and you live in an area like I do, like I live in a series of high rises and it's like yeah. apartments and condos and stuff like that. And there's a lot of people that don't clean up after their dogs and it enrages me. It should. Especially like when it gets snowy, people think the the snow will just cover it up. So I don't have to pick up the dog shit. And then well, here, the here's the thing about the, the snow. Like I walk Poe around the lake. Everyone's heard this a million times, but there's shit on top of the snow. It's like, not only is it propped up, but your dog doesn't shit white. I right. mean, it's it's like a guy in a camouflage hoodie against a brick building. You can definitely see it. So please pick up your dog shit. Yes, and it makes me insane. And I like if I ever see anybody doing it, I offer them a bag because it's so easy to have like the little bag on your leash to pick up the dog poop. And I get the biodegradable bags because that's better sure. for the environment all that dumb shit but mostly it's just the it's the it's the equivalent of seeing someone wearing a mask but having it not cover their nose <laughs> oh i talked about this in the intro people are gonna love more mask talk oh god well the, the thing that i've been doing lately with the mask is uh i just do like the sign like i'll just like pinch my fingers above my nose and act like i'm pulling my mask up over my nose and sure. that seems to work without any sort of incidents happening uh and then the other thing i do if i'm feeling a little friskier and i i just go up to him i go hey do you mind if i'm get a little nosy here and <laughs> and that, that i was usually... singing i was singing at a uh, grocery store once there was a lady and listen i don't know what people are thinking that that's one thing i, I want to be clear about i can't know what someone else knows no pun intended. But if you, this lady, had it underneath her nose. So I was singing the song. I go, your nose is connected to your lungs. Boop -a -doo -doo. Your nose is connected to your lungs. Boop -a -doo. And she goes, hey, that's pretty catchy. And I go, well, so is that. <laughs> so I need, I definitely go, everybody that listens and has heard my Casey's Pizza story, know that I go from zero to 10 immediately. So 
I do need to, uh, I talked about it in the intro where I've started to relax and, and this is, uh, this is the new thing that I'm doing. So people already heard this, but, um, yes, not picking up dog shit. It's so ridiculous. It's just like saying it's like the, the Greg Warren bit. I pay my taxes, right? I pay my tax. I could do whatever I want. Well, so, and this time when I went to pick up my dog shit, it wasn't there because she had eaten a tampon. And so it was hanging out of her asshole, just swinging like truck nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had to go in and pull it out like I was starting an old lawnmower. And oh, yes, uh, the look on her face was so it was grateful. It was embarrassed. Like dogs have a lot of emotion in their eyes. And hers yeah. was telling so many stories at that moment because <laughs> he was so confused by it and it was just such a ridiculous moment so uh i've got to to get new you know i gotta be better about taking out the garbage but also i think i'm gonna get some trash cans with lids on them i think that'll help too a lot of times poe will eat something like string from a from a chew toy or whatever or from a fetch toy and same thing, he'll shit, and it's like, it's like uh, a boat pulling a tube on a lake, <laughs> just skipping across the ice as he's running. And I'm just like, can you stop? But what a great way for a dog to wipe its own ass. Oh to yeah. Eat a tampon. What I do is I have to keep now. I have to keep the the bathroom garbages because a lot of times uh, my daughter will leave the door open. And so I have to keep the garbages up on the toilet. So which is it's I either have let my dog eat a tampon or be face to face with a tampon for the whole time I'm peeing. I mean, I don't have a ton of options other than asking my daughter to do something else. But you know what? I don't have a period, so I don't I don't get involved in that. I'm like, you want to throw it in the trash? Throw it in the trash. Right. That's fine. But now it's, you know, it's up there. It's I'm looking right at it as I'm peeing and it's it's. I'll be honest with you. It's kind of gross. It's yeah, bloody it, cotton. It's very gross. And uh, but it's better than having to pull the tampon out of your dog's asshole. <laughs> yeah, especially when it's shit laden. Yeah. Oh my god. That should have been a Metallica song. Shit laden. Hey, speaking of Metallica, we are back. It's Moose in the Morning. Hey everybody. That was Kim Carnes with Betty Davis eyes. Hey, glad you don't have Eileen's eyes, am I right? Anyways, we got uh, we're back uh, Monday fun day. Moose in the morning. I uh, did steal this from Jim Twos. Didn't even realize it. And uh, we got Bill Squire in the hot seat. We got him over in the hot seat. Hey, Bill, one time, uh, you know, you yelled at your son's girlfriend's cousin. Yeah, I did. And it's uh, it's amazing that I know these things, Bill. I just, they come to me. So my son, 18 years old, he's working at a grocery store in town. And his girlfriend and his girlfriend's cousin work at the same store. And one night after work, I was picking all three of them up. And we we're going to go get some food after that. We we're just going to go to uh, Taco Bell that, you know, get some easy dinner for them. And they're all going to hang out afterwards. Nice. And when we're going through the drive through his girlfriend, who like they've been together for two years. I know her. she's a real sweet girl, hands me her phone and with her order on it. So just to make it that much easier. Sure. And we were in line for a little while. So I'm holding her phone, getting ready to order. And then her cousin, who's a couple of years younger. 
I just want to interrupt here and say, if you ever are in line waiting for Taco Bell, great strategy, eat a tampon. <laughs> Plug it up just a little bit. Yeah, and like you said, it wipes your asshole from the inside. <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, so we're going through, and you know, me and my girlfriend's in the front seat. The kids are in the back seat. And my girlfriend and I are talking about something else. And we're kind of whispering because it's, you know, they, they don't care. And we're... We we're just having like a goofy little conversation about sure. something that's kind of inside baseball to us and and she doesn't really know what's going on but her cousin texts her to the phone that i'm holding to read her order and says why does bill sound like he gay and i turn around and look <laughs> at her and i'm like why would you say this while i'm holding the phone and then she realized what she'd done and she got so embarrassed and i was like like, I've been called gay before. That's fine. But I don't like it used in this way. Blah, blah, blah. Like, so I start giving her like a dad talking to. And <laughs> she has a meltdown. Like, she can't. She wants to get out of the car. She's like apologizing furiously. She doesn't understand how to just deal with a little bit of uh, discipline. And sure. And her cause my my son's girlfriend starts telling like oh we don't have dads so we don't know how to deal with men yelling at us and i'm like i don't know <laughs> i'm like this is not me yelling this is me being stern uh but they you know that's lost on them so i just go okay well it's not a big deal to me it's over whatever but then all through the night the girl is still freaking out having a panic attack and like i keep getting text messages from my son's mom and from my son and like telling me like oh yeah she's still freaking out into like that hours of the night and i'm like well i can't do anything about that i can't <laughs> develop coping skills for somebody that did something that they regret when they're just being like stupid i, I don't know how to help them but it like made me want to because you gotta have coping you gotta be able to get yelled at oh absolutely at one zillion percent that is like kids at school now you, they can't teachers can't lay a finger on them and if we go back to when the the this country really shifted into uh everybody there's just no consequences i think it has to be around then because i've been alive i can't pinpoint it but i was alive when everyone just started chirping and i don't know if it's because the anonymity of uh online you know being able to talk on social media and hiding behind these names or whatever it is but people don't realize there are consequences and just because you don't have a dad your mom didn't tell you not to call someone gay in that realm i mean it's well, crazy even the insults like like i was surprised by the stupidity of it where she saw i was holding that phone and she sent a message <laughs> and so like i was just explaining it to her and then also I never felt like I was yelling. I've been told that I'm yelling sometimes by usually women when I don't feel like I'm yelling. And then, not, you know, I sometimes it happens to be on the radio where there's a record of it. And I'll play it back and I'd be like, you know, go to my friends or therapist and be like, am I yelling here? And they're like, no, you're not yelling. They're projecting. <laughs> like, well, that makes me feel better. Absolutely. And by the way, when you were telling this story, it was lost on me that she texted the phone. I thought she said it out loud. No, no. She texted the phone, then you're the holding that. That's, 
everyone listening right now is like, hey, dipshit, pay attention. It's funnier. That's amazing to me. So you're holding it and it just goes beep. And then yeah. you look down, it says, why is whatever Bill's gay? Bill, why? And she said it like, uh, why does Bill sound like he gay with like, you know, in that young speak, I guess. But it was just one Absolutely. Of people love shortening it up. Yeah. And I was just like, really? I'm holding this phone and you sent this message and you didn't think I was going to see it or you wanted me to see it. I don't know. And then like the complete backtrack and she's like, I didn't mean it in a bad way. I'm like, what way did you mean it then? Like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. No, and I'm up here just... whispering to my girlfriend, mm -hmm. which clearly has heterosexual tendencies. Right. Then, then you say gay. Yes, you did mean it that way, yeah. you punk. If anything, I'm, I might be, uh, again, like I said, I've been called gay a lot in my life. That's I think most comics have. Especially I think most guys have absolutely. Guys, yeah. So like that wasn't the like I was astounded by the stupidity of it all. And then also, my son is transgender. So when you're using right. gay as a slur, he was born a girl, lives as a boy now, has lived as a boy for for many years, and we don't have to get into all that. But he's much happier. I'll just say that. Uh, yeah, I mean, we had a, we had a nice conversation when I was in Cleveland, and, yeah. and you know that's fantastic. But like. This girl was aware of my son's uh, situation and to, to kind of be that ignorant and like, no. And, and again, he's heard everything, too. So he's. Oh, he, I'm sure. I can't even imagine. Deal, man. You can't you can't bother him with words. But it's one of those things where I get defensive on his behalf, where I don't sure. want to hear him. Hear people say anything like that around him because it's just upsetting to me because I, you know, that, that that's like Papa bear mode that I go into. Yeah. I got called one time a fag because I didn't, I, I, I turned a girl down to go out for a drink after a show. And I'm just like, well, I, I don't want to. I yeah. Don't want right. To. I mean, clear, clearly your attitude is not one that I would want to do that anyways, you know, but I mean, at the time I couldn't, but, uh, but yeah, I, Hey, we're all going next door for a drink. You should come sit by me. And I was like, oh, thanks anyways, but no thanks. Just, oh, oh, what are you, gay now, you fag? And it's like, just imagine, just please imagine. And I know we do this all the time where we flip it, but I just can't see, I can't see a situation where I say, hey, come on for a drink. She goes, no thanks, I have a boyfriend. I'm like, whatever, dyke, and not have that blow up. Well, in that situation, usually the guy goes with like whore or starts slut shaming or something like that. And that which is crazy because it's yeah. like she's a whore and still won't get a drink with you. That sucks. <laughs> that sucks for it's, you, buddy. It's something I've never understood when guys will get screenshotted on uh, like sliding into a girl's DMs and being like, you're so hot. You're so beautiful. And they're like not interested. And like you're a fat whore anyway. And it's like, well, <laughs> right. <laughs> I feel like yeah. he's got hurt, sir. I feel uh, like yeah. I've seen those too. Speaking of like, and and then talking about your uh, your son's girlfriend's cousin not having a dad, so not knowing you can say that. I mean, what did these guys not have moms? Do they just not get the fact that you can't come in with all the compliments, and as soon as you get your itsy witsy bitsy little feelings hurt, then you come in with all this bullshit? I mean, listen. Guys have no clue how to deal with. I mean, I'm an, a lot of guys have no clue how to deal with emotions. I don't know if it's their fault. I probably upbringing, whatever. You know, I was raised by a mom for a lot of my life, so I got to see 
kind of both sides of everything. Um, I be, you know, my kids call me mom, dad, because I like hanging up artwork in my house. But we go back to when did you graduate? 2000. Okay, so 2000. Or I didn't really graduate from high school. But that's that was your yeah that was your scheduled year right. <laughs> that's so funny when you ask comics, you're like, hey, when was your scheduled year to graduate? That's probably a safer bet. Yeah, I, I graduated in '93. Also, barely made it because I didn't realize it at the time. But there, we had a substitute teacher who failed me on a test, and I said, uh, I said, I'll see you after school, like aggressively, but it was really just to talk to him. I mean, I've never owned a gun. Mm-hmm. anything but he taught for a very long time in the carolinas and actually had guns pulled on him and so there was a almost not graduate situation happening oh wow but i graduated in 93 and i think back to the guys in my class that had great singing voices very talented right they weren't in choir because they were in yeah are you going to start singing now? Because I know that's a absolutely regular. not. But okay, I mean, all right. I don't know if you're setting yourself up, and they were singing, oh, no. but they can't sing like Chad Daniels. <laughs> These guys had great voices, very talented, but they weren't in plays. They weren't in choir because it's. I mean, guys at that age are so relentless, and it's always it's always a question of sexuality at that point, where it's like. Oh, you have a choir concert tonight? Interesting. If you need me to jizz on your vocal cords to cool them off so you can hit the high notes, let me know. I mean, it's it's all that kind of stuff. And it's uh it's just so ridiculous. Homophobia oh, yeah. is uh is is just crazy. And it's still rampant, especially with people around our age and over, where it's so like just being on the radio show and talking about anything and like opening up about an emotional moment or even like being saying that i'm upset about something something immediately like the text blows up like oh bill's a pussy he's got feelings blah blah i'm like all right calm down i yeah it's it's fine and also it's gotten to the point now where if you call me gay or pussy or anything like that 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 would bother me when i was younger but now those are like that makes me feel bad for you because you think that's like an insult that i'm going to be right bothered by Right, exactly. I just actually got a really great email from this guy in uh, the panhandle of Texas. And he was telling me, you know, like, hey, man, you talk about crying on the show and uh, and I cry, but you can't cry here. He asked a, he asked a girl out on a date and she thought he was gay because he likes to bake. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's the idea of of what makes you a man and what doesn't is the craziest thing in the world to me because that woman is basically saying hey i belong in the kitchen right you bake you must be gay i'm the baker i'm the one that does the dishes i'm the one that sweeps the floor and as if baker isn't like one of the oldest jobs that we have like you could go back hundreds of years and there's bakers and that's a job like it's it's a profession it's a skill whether you're a man or a woman, like, so if, you know, you picture the guy in his own bake shop making donuts or making all these pastries and stuff and he's running a business, is that gay? No. Is baking uh, right. at home? No. I mean, depending right. I mean, on the ingredients if, you if, use. Yeah. <laughs> if, yeah. I mean, if you're stirring it with your hard dick looking at a naked guy, maybe. I don't know. 
But I will say, you look at the butcher and the candlestick maker, and all dudes. Yeah. All three of them dudes. And I'd be more bothered by the sanit sanitary uh, aspect of the dick stirring than the, the gayness of it. When I moved into my new house, my ex got the mixer. Okay, Bill? I've told you that <laughs> a bunch of times. Everyone wanted cupcakes. I felt bad. I didn't know what to do. My hands were tied. <laughs> my dick was so hard. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. Truly amazing. Um, I'm not going to go back into, uh, into Moose in the Morning. You really rocked me with this well, gym Well, I think thing. for this one, you should actually create uh this is a, a story about country music Ooh, right okay I think, yeah i think let, let need, me uh i know you guys got some characters but they're, they're more size characters but i'd like to right give you the opportunity to to come up with a country music dj hey y'all it's uh we're back in the morning we got buff I'm buffalo bill over here and we got uh we got uh <laughs> you went with <laughs> your fucking hat <laughs> absolutely absolutely <laughs> buffalo bill um hey everybody we got buffalo bill in the morning here thanks for coming back y'all that was uh, garth brooks i got friends in low places hey no shit garth we seen you at the inauguration now listen we got uh bill squire here in the uh in the saddle he's here in the saddle and uh hey you ever done a country concert you ever done stand up at a country concert if you have bill what happened well, I actually have. So in Cleveland, there's an event called Country Jam, and it's, uh, it it's a huge, huge event. It's, you know, probably 15,000, 20,000 people uh, will come to that Jesus. concert. It's, it's, it's in the fairgrounds. It's a huge production. I think the year that I did it, Morgan Wallen, who was just on Saturday Night Live, was one of the headliners. And uh, I'm not a big country music fan, uh, like you, you call it bicep country. I'm more of the old school country uh, that I can dig that, but it was a cool opportunity. Oh yeah, I so I'm I'm a big fan of Texas honky tonk. Yes, as you know, we we talked about this when I was at your place when I was getting beaten in Papa Shot. And uh, <clears throat> reminder, it's not the arcade Papa Shot, and it's in his room he practices a lot. Mm -hmm. um, but I asked you to play Loretta Lynn Fist City, which sounds uh, like it could be. I'm sure there's people could be gross connotations there but this is about a woman who whose husband wasn't necessarily the most faithful guy and so she wrote this song as a warning to other women leave my man alone or you're coming to fifth city she's gonna beat the shit out of you i love that kind of music yeah that's that's the kind of country music that i'm more likely to listen to the new sure. like cuddly pop country just it, it just makes me feel like someone was yelling at me in a car while I was trying to order Taco Bell. It makes <laughs> boom scooting boogie. It just makes me uncomfortable. I feel just I feel weird listening to it. And I the 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 way they just kind of paint everything is like this is how every this is how you exist as an American and it's not everybody's experience. I just I get bothered by that. But that's but also it's just douchey. Uh <laughs> now having said that I'm also a complete chode and i was at a an event where luke bryan was there and i tried to do a shot with him and took a picture with him so i i still understand that it's super popular and that of course if, if it can get me late i'm going to be like yeah here's a picture <laughs> of me and luke bryan uh, but it's yeah so i agreed to the the 
program director of the country station's like, hey, do you want to perform some stand-up comedy at the Country Jam concert? And he's like, that's by the time that you'll go on, there'll probably be four or five thousand people there, and wow. uh, it'll be, you know, you'll just go up there, you'll do a few minutes, and then you know you gotta keep it clean, blah blah blah. I'm like, yeah, that sounds fun, and so I agree. And then when I get there, uh, they're like, here's your microphone, go up, have fun, uh, but stand on this X over here because we're gonna be flipping the bands while you're on stage. And I was like, oh no. And oh, I was, so they're they're tearing down a drum kit to bring the next drummer's kit on, and you yes. have to do stand up during that. I have to do stand up during that. I got a. Oh my pretty, god! I would have just juggled. I I got a pretty weak intro by the uh, local DJ. I come up there. I'm standing on the side, and then I'm wearing a blue shirt, which is the same color as all the stagehands are wearing. <laughs> Would you just come from Best Buy? That is the greatest thing in the world when you look like someone that works somewhere, but you're doing something completely different. So, oh, I love that shit so much. Hey, quit talking to us and go get the guitar. Yeah, so if whatever whatever company this was, they were all wearing blue shirts and they're flipping. Oh my God, you know, They're that's pulling funny. down the drum sets and they're putting up microphones and they're asking me to move over here and there and I'm trying to tell jokes. And it's also an outdoor concert, so uh, we've gotten better doing outdoor shows this year. But if you know, doing outdoor comedy is a lot tougher because if someone's laughing at you, you don't necessarily hear it. So you just feel like you're bombing. The people on stage didn't even know who was talking to me, like t talking to them. Oh, absolutely. When you do an outdoor concert, picture picture golfing on a windy day where you just you you tell a joke into the microphone. You don't hear a ton and you just have to think, oh, the wind got that one. Yep. Because otherwise you go nuts. And then someone in the front row starts heckling me. The rest of the crowd can't Perfect. hear it, but I can hear it. So I try and go back and forth with him a little bit. And it wasn't like a mean heckle. It was actually the best part of the set was going back and forth with this dude drinking a tall boy. But it was also just one of those things where nobody knew what was going on. And it was so rough. And like I finished my set probably eight minutes early because i wasn't even getting paid for this like i did this to try and oh, like no <laughs> get something going and i thought maybe we would build some sort of like country jam comedy tent or something like that with it so i just kind of did it for you know station unity sure because, uh you know a little synergy in the business and it was such a disaster and i just like it was one of my top bombs of all time that's so fantastic. Was his heckle something like, uh, hey, how come I can't see your balls through your jeans? <laughs> that seems like a country music heckle. How come I can't see your balls through your jeans, fella? I, I, th I don't even think it was that clever. I think it was just like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> oh, that's that's great. When you are setting something up and, and some guy's like, uh-uh, I have no idea what's going on. I love, uh, I love stories about bombing my friend Chris Fairbanks, I don't know if you know him, but he got booed off stage once at a Cindy opening for Cindy Lauper. And to me, that is that seems like people would be there to have fun and at least give you a chance because they're Cindy Lauper fans. And then he got booed off stage. I, I did another gig where it was I was hosting a burlesque show 
and I did a joke about thigh gaps and I said and I was making fun of thigh gaps I, that was like a pretty popular thing a few years ago where a girl had a gap in her thigh it was like supposed to be hot or sexy or something like that and my, the joke is uh no that's not the uh medical term for thigh gap is rickets <laughs> and sometimes like and I make fun of rickets and I some one of the the burlesque ladies thought I was like fat shaming and I was like, no, that's not what that joke's about. But she, like, went to the organizer of the event and is like, if he is allowed to finish this event without apologizing, I am going to burn this place to the ground. So then I had to apologize for the joke because one person was throwing a hissy fit. And then when I apologized, the whole audience was like, fuck that. That's a funny joke. And that was kind <laughs> of the best response I could have hoped for. Oh yeah, that's nice to get the vindication. And also, um, do you have? Does the other lady have to apologize for a threat of arson? Right. While people are inside I, the building. Figuratively, she's gonna, you know, she's gonna go on message boards and be like, "This burlesque company doesn't care about women and body positive images and all that stuff." So then. Oh, I get you, but Rickett seems figurative in that sense. I was, I did a a, a show once, very early on at a strip club where they were kind of letting the girls go back and just have a break. And uh, there may have even been a contest involved. I can't remember, but the guys were so mad at me. I got hired because they were like, you're a, you're a guy's guy. You can do this. And I show up and I have like these light brown slip on loafers from guess. And just it, Everyone was so mad at me. So finally, at the end, I tried to climb. Or I climbed the pole successfully. And then I wrapped my legs way up on top and I was hanging off of it. And I go, see, this isn't that hard. And I was, I was leaning down to go inverted and completely slipped all the way down the pole and knocked the wind out of myself and couldn't speak and just laid there, spread my legs like I was giving birth and standing <laughs> ovation. Standing ovation because they knew I was too hurt to go on. They were standing up and cheering my demise. And that's kind of a fun show, too. That sounds incredible. Absolutely. Hey, can I tell you something? Yeah. I really appreciate you doing this. Hey, I appreciate you having me on. Like I said, I've been a listener since the beginning and uh, really hope that Cy can get better and you guys can get back to the the regular. Uh, but I've enjoyed the guests. Uh, I've, I've, you know, I've. It's nice, too, because I know a lot of these guys and hearing sure. some of their stories is it's it takes you back to when you get to work on the road and you get to hang right. out with comics and you kind of, you know, share your war stories. And so not having that because, you know, people aren't really going out that much right now. Right. It's been uh, it's it's been missing in my life. So having that through you and living vicariously through the, this program and hearing, you know, Kellen and. Uh, Josh Sneed and, and Kevin Bozeman has just been enjoyable for me. Yeah, me too. I mean, it, you're right on the money. I talked about when Joe Zimmerman was on, we played poker and it was like being in a green room with all these guys. It was so much fun. And, and that is the, one of the aspects that I miss the most about doing standup is the social aspect of it. So getting to come on here and, and listen, we all miss Cy. Of course, everybody knows that as many jokes as we tell, you know, he's good enough to come on and explain his situation, but not finish the episode. I do have some questions, 
but uh, but yeah, it's it's been it's been fun for me too. And eventually, so I mean, this is kind of a look into what we want to do on Patreon when we when we launch a Patreon. It's supposed to be January, but again, you know, size has been kind of struggling for a while. So um, this is a look into what one of the things we want to do on Patreon is have have guys that we think guys and gals and whoever that we think are hilarious and have them on and then people can go in and, and listen to those as well to get to know some people but it has been fun picking people uh that i just really adore as human beings and i know people don't like that i'm complimenting the guests i, I memo received but um you know the people i adore as humans and think are hilarious so it's been great and hopefully people are searching you guys out and, and listening because um you're really funny, very prolific writer and everything like that. So uh, very happy to have you on. I had so much fun when I was in Cleveland hanging out with you. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's Bill Squire. Thank you for having me on. And uh, whenever you want to send that bottle of Four Roses. Oh, that's right. <laughs> hey, I got to go. Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.